Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening and welcome to another late edition of the Fallout Bar. And tonight you're joined by myself, Lee Boyce and Charlie Hopper. Charlie, once more, another very, very good night at Winstardens. Um, but before we dive into the action, how are you, my friend? Yeah, it's been a while since I've um, been on uh, a Fallout Bar, so it's it's great to be um, to be back on and and you know talking about darts again. But um, look, the the match play continues to. To give us what what we want, doesn't it? And and the nights keep getting better. So long may that continue as we we head to the business end of the tournament. Yeah, and just before we joined, I can see we've got quite a few in the chat room, and because we've had such a great night of darts, there's quite a few people who've already been commenting on um, the action itself. Uh, Rose was in nice and early. Malati was in nice and early. So we'll drop some comments on the screen. You should be seeing your names appear on there. Um, but just before we go into the night touching, just want to thank, as always, our sponsors, Betfred, for their continued su- support of online darts, whether it be the Fallout Bar or the Live Lounge. Charlie, we need to go straight into the action. We've got semi-finals to predict. We've got two quarterfinals to discuss that have happened tonight. And we've also got a new or uh, uh, another world number one. So there's a lot to discuss on tonight's show. So we'll go straight in. But before we talk about the action, we had an old Dutch affair in the first game between Danny Noppert and Dirk van Dijvenboder. Danny Noppert come through this one, 16-11. Averages pretty much the same in this one, both around the 97 mark. Um, Dublin was better for Danny Noppert on 42% to 36 for Dirt, But... What we've seen last year from quarterfinals, um, a stat that I was looking at before is there wasn't a quarterfinal last year where the loser got more than nine leads. In all our semifinals this year, the losers got into double figures, with the one with the lowest being 11 and that being Dirt van Dijvenbader. But your thoughts on the day, the all Dutch affair, the World Cup partnership going head to head? Yeah, I mean, it, it gave 
it gave us exactly what we expected between the two. Um, I know Danny Noppert's had much better form against his his Dutch rival. Um, you know, he's the form against him is is pretty uh, is pretty special, and 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 he he would have been the, my favourite prior to the match. But look, the game between the two was it ebbed and flowed. There was there was moments where he thought it might that might run away, and then Dirk would pull the game back. It, it really was a game that gave us everything that that we really wanted. But I think at the crucial time, at the moments when you kind of thought the game was on an edge, Danny Noppert turned up um you know he pulled the strings at that time took the double out when he needed to and that was sort of what costed um Dirk at the time it wasn't that he played badly it was just the fact that Danny Noppert was was a little bit more clinical tonight yeah the, so if you just go back to sort of the, the early stage of this one Noppert took the lead and had the first lead at the interval though and in 4-1 but even at that stage you can see a bit of nerve from Dirk missing six I think it was in the fifth lead that that, that Noppy got two breaks when in 4 1. Dirt's only led being that fabulous 1 3 2. Any check out that involves the middle of the board is always great check outs. Um, we saw that from Dirt, but it was Noppy who got that sort of early advantage. Um, and we've seen, obviously, we've not been picking up the Utah Open title this year. What Danny Noppet can do. How crucial do you think that the opening was in this day? Yeah, I mean, look. The game, the game will go on for a while. So you can look at the opening, and 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 you know you can talk about how how in these shorter format games the opening is is crucial. But for Danny Noppet, it was you know as you say four one and then six three, the big leads in, in an early game, and it gives you that bit of an advantage. But it settles you into the game a little bit more, and Dirk is naturally then chasing the game, so potentially break, and then he he will go forward, but. As we've seen in so many occasions, as we did in the in the second game, which we'll come on to, the momentum starts to shift, legs get reeled off, and then we're suddenly back on throw. So I think Dirk, I don't think he'll have been too worried, but at four one down, you are starting to think this game is getting away from me. But as we know, the two top quality players that you'd back them to to pull themselves back in the game in any scenario. Yeah, and there was a part in the game, I think it was at the third interval, Dirt was 8-7 up, and Giles just confirmed that um, Dirt was 8-7 up. At that time, um, I did note down the average between the two players, and at that time there was a 10-point difference in the average going in the way of Danny Nopper, and yes, he got the strong start, but it just shows there's been a question mark around Dirt. Obviously, we've seen how well he performed behind closed doors. There's been question marks there to Dirk maintaining that with crowds in. But to have that resilience, to be able to stick with someone, to then it bat on throw after being 4-1 down, is now Dirk moving into a player who can compete for these major titles? Yes, it didn't always way today, but is he a name that's going to be discussed even more when we move into the Grand Prix, the Grand Slam, and then obviously into the Worlds at the back end of the year? I think you definitely hope so. I mean, um, I think his the inconsistency from Dirk is, is starting to go away. I mean, he could have easily, you know, completely lost that game and and, and gone with previous um, match play quarterfinals. So I think he's done really well to to pull himself back. But then, as you say, he gets it back to eight seven leading, and then he finds himself ten eight down. So it very much ebbed and flowed did the game. But I think for for Dirk. He'll have just been. I think he'll be very pleased that he got himself back into the match. But then he'll probably thought, you know what, I could have then kicked on and started to, you know, take the game on and, and potentially get a couple of legs 
for myself to give me that buffer between me and, and Danny. But you know what? I think he's, he's got to be um, considered. He's a great player. He's great for the sport. And he just loves being in front of the crowd, which, you know, everyone likes to see him play. And, you know, we knew what the game was going to bring up. It was it was fiery. There was, there was going to be great celebrations. Um, and it was just what we wanted from, from a quarterfinal. I do want to discuss a little bit on um, Danny Nopper and what he's done this year and how he's going to progress down into tomorrow night. And obviously we'll make that prediction. But before we do, just one final sort of part on earth. One thing that comes to attention is we've seen throughout the year how his high scoring, his average has been fantastic over the past few months. Uh, one of, if not the best average, for, I think it's been since May on the on the Pro Tour we've seen from Dirt. But there's a 13-11 or a 12-11, sorry, Noppy then made it 13-11. Dirt had 105 Um and Dirt's approach to Darwin's that way wasn't on the 20s, but was actually coming down on the 19s, which I was sat with Phil at the time and was looking at it to think it's a very, very strange approach due to the fact on a 105 that Dirt, if he misses the 20s, like the treble 15 to leave tops. Whereas if he's done the 19s, if he doesn't hit that first treble, he's left himself yeah. 80 seats, moved to, would then have to switch to the 18s to leave double 16, you would think. It just seemed at such a crucial time that sort of experience that Noppert's had over the past few months just played in his favour and why he had that edge. And at that point, Dirt then didn't win another leg. And it's moments like that that I still think is probably just a little bit behind competing now for a major. But it's another step in the right direction overall this week. Yeah, and that is what separates the the the, the top class and you know sort of the the midfield as it was at the top of the midfield to to the players who were wanting to be in that in that top ten and and, and further forward. But in moments like that. That is exactly when you need to 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 just either take a step back or know exactly what you're going for to give yourself the best possible chance. And and Danny Nopper will probably looked at that and thought, oh, I, I wouldn't have gone that way. But it, in the in the end, it it it, it was the, the turning point and and it changed the way that the game went towards the end. But um, as Joel says, there missing the big twenty on the one twenty finish was fatal. It, you know, it, it, these are the things that we we have touched on in the past and, and they happen a lot, but they don't happen from the top, top players and the top, top players will punish you when you don't, um, you know, take out the, the checkouts or at least give yourself a shot at the outer ring. Yeah. And that, and that um, comment from Joel there about that missed 20, that time the following led after that 105 attempt seemed to do the, the run away from what, Dirt's T-Way, he's obviously eating the treble 20s and the tops. So just moving on then to Danny Nopper. We've seen him, obviously, Charlie picked up the Utah Open title this year. We've seen him finish the game in fantastic style with a with a 1-2-1. One, one. Any any ball finish to win a game, it always seems that little bit more special yeah. than any other time during the game. So I, first of all, we're in July, but I'm going to ask the question already. Is it going to be very difficult to leave this man out of the Premier League next year. First of all, he's picked up the UK Open, but now he's a match play semi-finalist as well. I think he's definitely knocking on the door, isn't he? Um, I mean, I think that 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 question is something for, for you, um, Gob and, and Phil, to argue <laughs> over on the on the live lounge, I think, when you've got a little bit more time to, to discuss it. But look, I think he's answering all the right questions and, and people who are sat there who make these decisions will be... 
will have to have him considered in the pool of players that they can look at. You know, UK Open winner, semi-finalist now in the match play with an opportunity to to maybe add this one to his um, to his CV in, in, in darts. He's, he's going in the right direction and I think questions will be asked about him whether or not he becomes one of the players that we see in the in the Premier League. And, and one that you you are going to give us an answer on, Charlotte, I'm going to push one for you. Um, the rest of this year, obviously, he's in a semi-final now of the match play, so there's an opportunity now. Do you think that Danny Noppert and Dawan and pick up another big TV title? I don't want to label it as a major because we all have our different dis- disputes about what, what is and isn't a major, but do you think that Danny Noppert and Dawan and pick up another TV title in the next six months? I'd... <laughs> It's a it's a good question. Um, I don't think he does, but I think he'll keep having these good long runs in tournaments where we're continuing to talk about him. He's got the UK Open in his back pocket, so any performance on top of that will just be boosting what he what he's wanting to do and his credentials as a player. He's really pushing, as Rose says, Danny's knocking on the world top eight. You know, he, he's starting to become in the in the in the field of players that you'd look at and and you'd be back in every night. So look for him, I don't think he'll win another on TV this year, but I think he'll have long runs in tournaments which get people higher up questioning whether or not he should be in the lineup for the Premier League. Yeah, and, and the Rose's <laughs> point as you've mentioned there is not on the world of the top eight. The rant, the official rankings down there updated until after the tournament. However, Danny Nopper will be in, will be at least in tenth place by the end of by the start of next week when those rankings get updated. So he's certainly knocked on the door, and in this form, it's going to be hard to see him not moving into that top eight. Charlie, moving on to Dame number two, and we've seen Derwin Price that one and win a battle against Jose De Souza that at one point didn't look like it was going to go that way. But we need to start with those one cities led two, led four. Derwin Price gets broken in lead one after Jose uh, 15, uh, 14 dot lead um, taking at 80. Price then fires in a one seed today, but Jose is having absolutely none of it and fires a one seed in himself in lead four. What a start to our final quarter final. Yeah, I mean, what what a game, what a game it was. I thought when I watched the Michael Van Gogh game last night and, and the end of that, I thought things just can't get any better, but what a game that was and, and it case for both players it was a case of anything you can do I can do better and it just it was just blow for blow with both of them but the 160 that's, that's top quality from both players we know they've got it capable to, to do that and the averages and 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 the, the checkout percentage as well it really was a top quality game and you know it, it could have gone either way towards the end of it as well yeah but Lord says we'll we'll delve sort of through the dime in this one and then, after 10 leads, the, the stores are level. We saw it after 15 leads with Earth and Noppy. There was just one lead in it. But there was a huge difference in the average here. Derwin Price averaging 103 after 10 leads. Jose averaging 91. But a lot of talk has been about Jose and in close games. But early on in this one, he was sticking with Price, but he was miles behind from in the story. Um, but Price then pushed on and, and saw that. From that five all, we saw him then double and push on, and that average of one oh four only moved what three or four points either way. It was yeah. just a great performance at that stage. Yeah, I think Josie has a habit, doesn't he, of doing this where he stays in games, um, even when you're you know, you kind of don't um 
you don't talk about him a lot because he just stays in games. He goes about his business the right way, and and that's what he did. But that's the thing with 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 the game in in terms of the way that it went is that Price, if you let him get away too far, he'll just run away with the game, and we've seen that so many times. So for for Josie to to stick with him and to keep alongside him throughout the first stages of the game was you know was was excellent from him and to, for for such a different average as well. That takes some serious quality um, and, you know, clinical darts from Jose. But, you know, the game could have been completely different, but he hung in there um, and, and ultimately gave himself an opportunity at potentially stealing the match late on. Yeah, and at that five-all, five Derwin Price then went and won eight of the next 11, went into a 13-8 lead, sort of looked like then it was going to be um, a sort of a one-sided affair was Jose then had into double feathers. And Derwin Price allowed him back into the game. Yes, Jose won the run. He averaged around 112 when he got that comeback to 13 apiece. But what's been probably forgotten is that Derwin Price missed three darts in that lead to those 14, 18 fronts. But that then seemed to spur Jose on. And the fight back, like says, average 112, he just looked like a completely new man when he looked completely out of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, um, Lee, at 13-8, I thought that we would literally be on um, on here very quickly. I thought, this is it. This is the game's done now. Um, and I was just getting flashbacks of the MVG match last night because Josie slowly pulled off one leg and then another, and then the celebrations were getting bigger and it was the momentum was swinging. You could see from Price, he was quiet. There wasn't that, you know, that... that Manner on the stage, it had gone. He was a little bit shaky, and and to get it to thirteen all, it was just a shame that the leg after thirteen all, Jose just about well, he, he let himself down in that leg, and 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 he struggled to score because, you know, it it really was a case of my back's against the wall. I've got nothing left now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give everything to hold on into the match play, and you know, if he hadn't have run out of steam at the end like he did, we could have seen one of the one of the best comebacks in the match play that, that we've seen for quite a few years. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And also to include in that little run from 13-8 behind to levelling the game up, twice Jose went sits perfect and was on 1-4-1 one, one to mm. f- for the nine. I'm adamant that there's one coming this week. I, I, I did say um, when I was talking to Phil the other day, I, I thought it was going to be coming in the quarterfinals. I thought we was going to have it and we've certainly had the opportunities in Jose. Let's be honest, didn't look like he was going to take any of those. There wasn't really any that was that close in regards to the seventh star, but he certainly put up a huge, huge fight to that bat. But as you said, he just wilted then. It seemed like he thought he'd done that, sort of he'd done all the hard work, but there was still a little bit more work that was required. But credit to Desi, because when Joe had 13, 13 all, or maybe it was the lead after when Joe's had the throw, it was only a 60 from Jose and Price. Went straight in with a 180 and sort of asserted his dominance back on the stage. I think we saw a one six eight as well. And the lead after, and we saw a huge celebration from Price. And it was sort of early on in the lead that we saw it, but it was a huge celebration. And it was sort of it was a huge battle for Price. There's question marks there from this year. We know he didn't have a great Premier League, but what a performance that was from the will be world number one. Yeah, I mean. At 13-8, you, you probably sat there. He is probably sat there thinking, look, I'm going to get off the stage very quickly here. And and, and as a player starts to gain momentum, you, you do start to question, you know, 
what's going wrong here? Where where am I going wrong? And then as we saw the the the, the celebrations for just the, the the big visits, is that release of pressure for him? You know, he knows that the pressure's on him. Everyone wants to beat him. The crowd are ninety percent are against him. That's just you know how it is when he comes onto the stage. But you know, he showed he showed some real um some real bottle to to weather the storm, to turn it, and then to find his way back into the game. It's just a shame that, that the game finished on, on quite a few missed doubles from um from Jose, double five letting him letting him down towards the end because it wasn't really the way that the game had gone. Um but you could see the relief on, on Gezi's face when he uh, when he looked up to the ceiling and you know he, he knew that he'd done it. He'd, he'd got over the line. It was it was an exceptional game and um you know I think for him He'll take a lot of confidence for that, but also for Jose, who's not been in the best form recently. I'm sure he'll take a lot of confidence from his performance today. And we have got a clip from both Derwin Price and Danny Nopper. But just before we go into those clips, Charlie, there's a the comment here from Adam that states Price highest average of the tournament will take some stopping now. Do you think that he's beaten? Because to average what he did over the length of that game over 30 legs is, a, is an incredible standard from someone who hasn't been in the form that we've seen when he got to um, to become world champion. Do you think that let's beat him this weekend? I don't think it does this weekend, but that is an incredible achievement across the course of the match, especially when so many things, so when the game was at the highs that it was with, when Gomez was, was, was away with it. And then there was a couple, there was a bit of a dip as well, wasn't there, when Josie started to fight back. So I think that level that he's set, he's set the bar very, very high now. And if someone beats that, that will that will take something very very special for something to to beat that because you know go and price join just why he's he's where he is in the world rankings. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So just going to hear the clips from both players. We'll start off with Danny Nopper, and then we will hear from Derwin Price. So first of all, the short clip from Danny Nopper, the winner of the first quarter final on Friday evening at Winter Gardens. Uh, it's feeling uh, good. To uh, reach a semi-final uh, like a tournament like this, and uh, yeah, for the rankings, it's good. I'm now uh, in the top ten of the world. Yes, special. Yeah, as you spoke about Charlie, he's moved. He will be moving into the top ten of the world, and justified that to that one and you tie open to to follow that up with a match play semi-finalist. We've still got a lot of TV events. He's certainly showing what a player that Danny Nopper can be in a country full of Dutch talent. He's certainly there leading himself and pushing himself up to two second and then will be challenging Michael to continue with that form. But we'll move on to Darwin Price. This is a clip that I haven't heard, but Darwin Price, remember, has moved up to world number one. We'll hear from the Iceman there. I thought Peter was defending 50,000. I thought it was automatically there, but... Yeah, when people were tagging me and say win tomorrow, I was like, well, but there you go. I, a little bit more pressure probably spurred me on to win this game because if I was no pressure on me, maybe I could have just relaxed a little bit too much. Do you feel you're the full man in this tournament right now? After today, yeah, I think I am. You know, I, it took two games to find my flow, but I was consistent today. I wasn't spectacular, but I was more consistent than, than it was. So, yeah, hopefully if I can top this game over the next two two rounds then I'm sure that trophy's coming back to Wales <laughs> Just then Charlie, a couple of questions from what Price has mentioned there First of all, following on from that form do you think he's the most form in, the most informed of the four players remaining in this tournament? 
Yeah, I probably would say he is at the moment, just going off of the way that he's built in the tournament really well. I mean, look, MVG's in some really good form as well. I, I did question, I do question him at times, especially when 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 he make when he when he misses the darts at the double or when when players start to get on top. You always question, oh, is this the moment when MVG sort of kind of it, it loses that that momentum that he's got? But I think at the moment, with the way Price is playing, he, he'd have to fancy himself, but. In the semi-final, if he can get through that game as well, he'll have to play pretty special with with Danny Nopper in in the form that he's in as well. And just before we move on to looking at tomorrow night, and uh, which is always a special Saturday in second Saturday in Blackpool, as we have always have two very good semi-final. Now he is well number one, and he knows that cemented whatever happens this week. Do you think there's a bit of pressure off his shoulders down into? tomorrow night because that world number one he's guaranteed yes you want to go on and pick up the match play title and we haven't even mentioned the fact that this is the first time that Derwin Price has been past the quarterfinal he's been in the quarterfinal three times but he's never got to this stage will that pressure be eased on his shoulders now he is world number one yeah I mean you know it, it was interesting to hear him say there that he didn't really know that that was the, the case um, yes, so indeed. We know he did. I think, I think, <laughs> it, it, I think him saying that is um, a case of him playing it down. But but I think look, going to come back from come from a, a sporting background with rugby and, and being very competitive in that. So he'll want to win. He'll want to win in style. So I think yeah, he's ticked off a box that he's that he's now back into the position of world number one. But now he'll really want to send a statement out. He'll want to be lifting that trophy at the end. And and you know. Having played some some pretty incredible darts throughout the throughout the the match play, but you know he'll still be confident. The pressure, yeah, it'll be off. But now that he's world number one, everyone expects him to be at the top of his game. So I think it ramps up even more for him as well. So you know he's still got to get through, you know, one more game to get to the final, and then potentially a, another game after that. So still a long way to go for him. But you know he'll be pretty confident that he can get the job done. And it lends in perfectly. We'll stay. We'll stay with Derwin Price and Danny Nopper. The schedule has been released for tomorrow, and it will be Derwin Price and Danny Nopper who will open up semi-final proceedings tomorrow night at eight o'clock, and it will be followed then by uh, my. I've offered up the semi-final for tomorrow night, and it will then be followed up by uh, Michael Van Derwin and Dimitri Vandenberg. So, Charlie, prediction for tomorrow night: Danny Nopper, Derwin Price. Does which one of them will make their first match play final? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to side with going Price. Um, I think he wins seventeen fourteen. Um, I think it's a really good game again. I think um, you know as we've seen. I think Price will will grow into the game. I think Danny Nopper again will will give a good account for himself, but I think he'll just fall short. Um, but again, this is a game where. I don't mind who wins, if that makes sense. I'm not really bothered who wins because, you know, either way, Price winning would be great, but also Danny Noppert getting over the line would be a great story for him and an opportunity to to, to double up on, on the year. But I think Price will just have a little bit too much um, and, and we'll get over the line. Yeah, there's a few coming in. See, we don't even have to tell the chat room now to let their predictions in because they're just rhyming without we telling them. Tommy's done for 17, 13, Price. Rose, 17-12 for Desi, 17-15 from Adam for Price. However, Manatee has done for Noppe. The only one I've seen so far who's done for Noppe to come through with a victory. Sam's got 17-13 for Price. For me, I put a tweet out yesterday that 
Michael Van Derwin goes on and lifts this world match play title because there's just something about him at the moment. But I'm questioning it a little bit. And the only reason I'm questioning it is because of Derwin Price. Um, so for me, Derwin Price comes through that semi-final. I think he can follow on with the same level of performance. And I think it will be too much for Napa. Um, and I think Price probably to be the storyline than what we've seen. I think it could be to about 10. I think Derwin Price will really let Darwin tomorrow night. And we will probably see him drop because I don't see that average being uh, done then. We'll probably see him drop to more of a 101, 102. But I still think that's all for 100 and he could average bid 110, 111 for a lot of the day. So I think Price goes through and wins that one, 17, 10. And then we move on to second semi-final. And what a game this is going to be. Michael Van Derwin coming back into form. Had an operation, people, for that only a few weeks ago. But he seems to be every day in bet- getting better and better. And then we've got Dimitri Vandenberg, who absolutely loves Blackpool. This mm. is now his third semi-final in three years. He's trying to make it his third final in three years. Remember, we picked up the title just two years ago, was in the final and was defeated by an unstoppable Peter Wright last year. Who wins this one, Charlie? Nice and easy one for you. <laughs> yeah, again, this this one could go either way. Um, but I think the difference between the two players will be a little bit bigger. Um, I'm going with MVG to win 17-13. Um, I just think there's something different about MVG now, isn't there? He's got over that that lull of form, the, the drop-off that we've seen, and he really does mean business. I know he he, he just crawled over the line last night, um, quite literally. But um, I, I think, although it's going to be a, a tight game, neck and neck, I, I think MVG will, will just have enough to get over um, Dimitri Vandenberg. But again, this could go either way because we know what Dimmy's record's like um, in Blackpool. Yeah, I can't help but side with with Michael. He's just come into some fantastic form. Fortunate enough to see him um, around the arena. And since his first aim, he's looked so focused. He's looked so determined to go on and put on a performance. And he won't like this conversation that we've seen that Wright has now left world number one and Price has taken over. And he's not in those discussions Totally, but he will want to be back in house. He will not like the fact that we've seen a world number one keep switching, but he's not in that conversation. And for me, I think he goes on and he's not too much for Dimmer. Um, however, a big part in this game is the pace of Dimmy playing and then might all react to that. We've seen Dimmy slow down a few times this week. We've seen the sort of all this to his, to his family and his friends and that's happened before... We've done into an interval and after leads and he's saying Michael reacts. Does Michael seem to react to it yesterday during one of the breaks? He seemed to take the meaty a little bit out of Dimmy. So it depends if Michael focuses on just on the dame and don't get distracted into any of these mind dames that the Dimmy, I believe, will try and play him without just slowing it down. I think Michael can go on and win it. I think this one goes very deep. I think it's 18 16 to. Michael, I think we could go a very, very long way on Saturday night and we, with the 8 o'clock start that we've got this year, we could be having a fallout bar earlier as a Sunday morning um, because of how deep that second semi-final can go. But I think Michael will come through on that one. Charlie, as you are not joining me tomorrow night, I believe it's Cam. As you predicted your semi-finals, let's have your winner as well. Who you think is going to go on and lift up that title on Sunday evening? Um, <laughs> sorry, I've totally got you off target here because I know I you wasn't expecting I, the final pick. <laughs> as I predicted, I'm, I'm 
Price MVG final, and I would love to see MVG lift the trophy. I really would. You'd love to. Do you think it will happen, though? I do think it will happen. I do genuinely think it will happen. I think he's he's playing some great darts, and I just think it would be it would be such a nice way to see him bounce back on the on big Sky TV, everyone watching, um, to silence a couple of critics. But I expect if it is those two in the final, that will be an absolute cracker. Yeah, I think we will see that final. But fortunate enough for me, I don't have to leave my final prediction until tomorrow because we have <laughs> two semi-finals and I'll be joining Cam. So I think that the opt-out of that today, Charlie. But as always, thank you very much for joining us on the fallout bar. And as you said at the start of the show, not been on for a while, but it's always good to have you on, Charlie. And I'll be joined tomorrow by Cam. As always, everyone who has joined us in the chat room, thank you very much. Um, to our sponsors, who you can see on the bottom of the screen here, Wimmer, Red Dragon, Modus and Betfred for their continued support for the Fallout Bar and our live lounge, which will be back on Monday. Thank you very much for joining us from, as I said to you off air, Charlie, a Blackpool that's a little bit taller than it was at the start of the week, um, which might be helping the players. Um so, from Blackpool, I will see you all tomorrow night when we are discussing not only the match play final, but we will be previewing the women's match play, which will be on Sunday afternoon. Thank you very much from myself and Charlie, and good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.